Jordan? Yes, Andrew. Football is back. <laughs> I can smell it. And it smells like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the cookies you ate. I'd earlier today according to my according to my wife i had a lot more than i did but i literally only ate one cookie yeah that's true welcome into the show everyone uh my name's andrew this is jordan absolutely uh we are uh recording our first podcast ever numero uno you've never done one i've never done this i've never done one no absolutely this is gonna be fun yeah for sure fun so welcome welcome into nacho average podcast the show all about fantasy football and nachos. That's right. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. So this is the first one we're done, so we thought we'd take just a moment and uh, <clears throat> explain what you're listening to. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Why have you subscribed to this, hopefully, and why did you get a text from Jordan and me to uh, <laughs> listen to this? Because that's probably what's, what's, uh, what's happened, and that's why you're listening to this right now. Yes. So, so Jordan, why don't you, what, what are we doing here? So, so Andrew brought this idea to me probably last year at some point of just saying, you know, it would be fun. We need to have a league podcast where we just talk about our own stuff. We talk about fantasy football, but then we hone it into our league. What has Micah done this week that was good or not so great? What has Ben doing this week that is good or not so great? And so we, you know, after talking about it over the last couple of months, we're just like, you know, what, let's just do it because either way, we're going to be sitting at home watching football eating nachos and talking about fantasy football. So either way, regardless of anybody listening to this, we're still having a blast. We might as well stick mics in front of our faces. Why not? We're going to record our conversation. We're entertaining. Because that's a great (laughs) idea. Yep. And we think that there's going to be lots of people who are going to be interested in our takes and all those other things. Uh, not really. Yeah. And uh, look, it's there's so many podcasts out there that are like generic yeah. fantasy football. This yeah. is this is going to be a funny one for us to just be like, you know what? I think this guy's dumb, yeah. and because yeah. we love each other and we play yeah. fantasy football, it's going right. to be okay. Nobody's feelings are going to get hurt, and if they do, we're we'll, sorry. We're sorry. I think in advance. <laughs> in advance for possibly hurting your feelings. <laughs> so it's a uh, fantasy football show that includes nachos. Yes, and uh, has a local league flair to it. Yes, but but probably more important than any of the other things would be the nachos. Yes. Um. So Always. every every week we're going to get nachos from some local eatery. Um. There's plenty around Chattanooga. Plenty of nachos. Also, we will be taking recommendations on what yep. you think your best nacho place in Chattanooga might yep. be. Um. That does not include your mommy's nachos. <laughs> Unless not a restaurant. Going, not a restaurant. <laughs> unless she's going to offer to bring them to the house. And we can say, you know what? Ben's mother makes the best nachos in Chattanooga. Um, yeah. That doesn't include mommy's nachos. But so tonight we had, um, I'll, I'll let you explain this. We, we had yeah. nachos from B-dubs, B-dubs. But nachos is not my sure. biggest you yep. know, forte, That's I would fine. suppose. So. The resident, resident nacho connoisseur, Andrew. So I, I'm actually yeah. really excited about them tonight. I like just, yeah. I've, if you know me, you know I'm a sucker for nachos. We go to a restaurant. Absolutely true. I feel like, oh, I'm getting the burger, you know, or I'm going, I'm getting the barbecue. But then I look on the appetizer section and there's nachos. And there's nachos. And I just fall for it every time. And some, you have, do. Been, you some do. have been great. Some have been really, really great nachos. And we'll talk about some of those throughout the season. But there are also some that are not that great tonight we've got them from buffalo wild wings and out of uh from ringgold we went to that one yes this one we went on battlefield yeah. and uh t- to be honest going in i'm excited 
I'm excited about these. Sure. So, because I like I usually go and those are some of my favorites around Chattanooga. That's a, probably a hot take, unpopular opinion, but mm-hmm. that's yeah. sure. the, those are the ones that I like. So I'm excited about these. We're actually going to eat these during the show. So if you hear some crunching, already or, started, or <laughs> or uh, you know some munching on some different things, that's what's going on. So we're actually going to eat them. And at the end of the show, I'm trying to mute myself. Yeah. At the end of the show, <laughs> we're gonna uh, rate the nachos. Absolutely. And, uh, I feel like there's probably a blog coming up out of this that's going to be rating the nachos. It's going to have our rankings, we're our nacho some, rankings. We're going to need to hire some writers. Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> anyways, that's kind of the bookends of the show. We're going to talk about the nachos. I'm excited about the beat ups ones tonight. Absolutely. Uh, they're always pretty well constructed. Some good things to be looking for in nachos as we eat these things is, is consistency. Yes. What's what, Are the chips getting soggy? Do they get soggy? Do they hold their... Uh, I don't know how to explain that. Uh do they not get soggy? There's a word for that that I'm forgetting right now. Mm. Uh, but that. Then, how? Like, are they constructed well? Are they layered? Or is it just a pile of chips with toppings on top of it? Or think, is it? I think the word you're looking for is nacho integrity. Integrity. Yes. yes. Boom. Nacho integrity. Do the chips hold up? It's a sermon illustration yeah. in there for Micah. <laughs> Somewhere in there. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, yeah. So nacho integrity. Are they constructed well? How well and do your then, nachos hold up? Exactly. Yeah. And then... And then, like, taste. Just sheer taste. If you get a good oh, of bite course. of all the toppings, absolutely. what's that like? So yeah. that's kind of the three things that I base mine off of. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show after we have eaten the nachos, and we'll talk more about that. But sure. let's get into some fantasy football. <clears throat> absolutely. Let's, let's get into that. So just a couple things we want to kind of tease you about this show and some of the shows to come. Uh, every show you can look forward to a season uh, – excuse me, nope, season review for this show specifically. Probably just this show. Just this show because we're not going to review the season every show. <laughs> So season review for this show, uh, we're going to talk about keepers. We're going to talk about the draft coming up. We, we, the league that we play in is a keeper league. Um, and if you don't know what that is, we'll explain that, uh, later on in the show, but we're going to talk about those who, who, uh, what players were kept by what, uh, owners, um, talk about the draft, talk about some of the new guys coming in, uh, our boy Lucas, poor Lucas, poor Lucas. He thinks he knows. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. (laughs) Um, but then also we've got some other future segments we're going to do weekly, that we uh, can't do yet because the season hasn't started. But Jordan, why don't you tell us a little more uh, about some of those segments coming up? Right. So one of my favorite things I have done for the last three years, and it's mostly just been with Andrew because no one else really knows about it. Um, there's podcasts I listen to, and what they do, what they Shout call out. water bets. Okay. Yep. There's even an app. It's called the <laughs> Wheel of Water app. It's a legitimate app. But basically, you make bets with your friends all year long. Who's going to do better on this team? We had one last year. Yep. I believe our, our water bet last year was at the end of the season, who has more yards, Isaiah Crowell or Aaron Jones? Yep. Was that it? Yep, that was it. I picked the wrong side of yes, that in, in Crowell. And really against my UGA bias with this yeah, team I'm as well. I, I went against you. A little shocked. but yep. So basically what we did, and we're going to have to pay that out. We'll record it yep. and, and send it out. But you would take the Wheel of Water app, and it has literally probably 30 different ways <laughs> That if you lose the bet, you take a cup of water and you get to throw it on the person who loses in super embarrassing ways and terribly, terribly uncomfortable ways. I think my favorite is one where you just directly pour the water into someone's pocket. (laughs) That one's terrible. Um, So, yeah, water bets are a thing that I really would like our league to start doing because we could record them. They'd be hilarious. Yeah. And there's different ways you can pay them off as well. I mean, like, yes, the whole pouring the water, but like lots of times people will do it like, you pour the water on somebody, and they have to sit through oh, their gosh. draft oh, gosh. soaking wet. Yeah, yeah. 
So that would be terrible. We thought about doing it where the last person who finishes last place has to get water poured on them right before the draft. But Ben, we love you too much to do that to you this year. You had a lot of things go wrong, but I feel like that's something going forward. We're probably going to do. Next segment we're going to talk about in the future. This is by far the funniest thing we've ever done. (laughs) A little bit of proud that we came up with this. Say it slow. You ever have those moments where you're just, I'm starting this guy. He's going to do great. He's going to be the better play. I know I got this guy on my bench, but I'm looking at the matchups and AB is going to do better than OBJ. I don't know in what world you wouldn't start them both, but just go along with it. You pick player A over player B and you put player B on your bench. And at the end of the week, player B has just outperformed the guy you started. He's sitting on your bench with 17 points. I hate to see it. And your starter has like a whopping six. We call that getting bench slapped. Say it slower. Bench. There you go. The players on your bench. Bench slapped. Our pastors in our league, we're trying to be careful. (laughs) You get bench slapped. You just don't want to say that out loud in a public setting, but you guys would understand. When you get bench slapped, it's It's when you're person on your bench outscores the guy that you are just so confident is going to do better you never want to see it you don't want to you never see it you hate when someone gets bench slapped you hate it when it happens to you. you hate it when it happens to you so we're going to have a segment every single week probably because it happens all the time of someone in our league probably whoever has the worst bench slap or maybe we'll do a couple but um our next segment in the future we're going to talk about and we're going to have um i'm actually really excited about yeah, this they are really excited about this. They're also <laughs> really excited about this. We told our wives, obviously, we were doing this podcast. We want to include them, obviously. Um, so we're going to have a segment called Word to the Wives. Mm. And that's going to be, I don't know, maybe weekly. I'm not sure how often they'll get to do it or have a chance. But they're going to come down and they're going to spit some knowledge themselves on yeah. fantasy football. Yep. Maybe share a story or two. Maybe. Um, but we're going to give them a chance to give some of their fantasy football knowledge or lack thereof yeah. uh, for entertainment purposes regardless. Yep. Um, and then the uh, the last thing we're going to do in the future, and I really hope we can do this yeah, well. this will be fun. Um, we're trying, and we've already gotten the works with a few guys, to have former owners, um, even current owners, be on the show. So we're going to try to have a moment where we can, a week where we can get Mike on here. Owners have come and gone. Teams True. have, or players have changed teams, and all sorts of stuff. So there's a, there's a good history of yes. former owners, current owners, and so we want to try and include some of those guys that uh, can kind of look back or, or look forward into the league and say, yes. "Hey, you know, if I was still playing, I probably wouldn't have done this." Uh, one, I tell you right now, one of the guys that we are really hoping to get on the show soon is three time champ, Ugh. recently retired. Ugh. David Rojas. It hurts every it time. It does hurt, and I hate to see him go, sort of. But <laughs> but those there's a are better the chance guys. for people like yeah Aaron yeah to sure. win now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe you just yeah. But you anyways, draft a good team and you're just terrible every yeah. year. Aaron, how do you do it? How do you do it, buddy? <laughs> we'll get into that a little later. Uh, but so that, so those are some of the segments we uh, you can look forward to with the show. Um, so all right, let's uh, let's get into it first here. Uh, Let's talk about some stuff that happened over the uh, the offseason, the preseason. Um, let's recap real quick our fantasy league. Who won? Who lost? Uh, I know my first kind of uh, 
memories of last year is just Micah's team. Man, it was solid. Dominating. The guy I mean, went dominating. The guy went ten and two. He scores more points than any other person in the league. Second, I mean, no, not second to Rojas. Rojas finished second. But aside from those two, the yeah. closest person finishing to Rojas, to uh, Micah's points was um, actually you. Yeah. And you were still almost 180 points yeah. away from the the point total he had. At I mean, the it was incredible. So let's just let's run through the, the facts, though, because that team, as super and as powerful as it was, was not enough. So it feels weird that we're talking so much about Micah's team right now when it did not. It didn't win the league. It didn't win the league. And this is one of the things I, I Jordan, I love about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. That anything can happen. You're right. You get into playoffs. You're right. I remember a couple years ago, I was in the finals against uh, former owner Kalai, mm-hmm. uh, Kalai Leong, and Tim Hightower. Who is that? Exactly. He's a running back. <laughs> like he the third a, string running back for yes, St. So the ended Norman. Up, ended up having just a stupid good game. It was ridiculous. I remember. And... I ended up losing because of it, and yep. I'm sitting look. I'm looking at the scoreboard the, the on Sunday afternoon, going, "No, there's no way I've got this." <laughs> but a similar thing happened to Micah. Can you? So let's do this. Let's go from the week before, because it just looked like a sure win for Micah. He had so so. If we're looking at the the sure. playoff bracket, I've got it pulled up. The playoff bracket. Which we go week 13 and 14, and then we go week 15 and 16. So it's actually the top four was Micah, um, the the former David Rojas, former. Um, myself, and you, ironically, were all in the, yep. the top four. Very impressive. So I have, of course, the lucky draw to play Micah, and I do not defeat Micah. I actually feel like I did a good job, yep. Micah. Micah's deterioration started at at yeah. week like fourteen yeah. or something. Yeah. Um. So Micah beats me though two twenty to two fifty three. Yep. Um. Which trying is... to pull up the score here now. He let's. I, I I'm trying to see if if he had like a certain play that just kind of failed him that week. Wow. Um. Mahomes balled out. I think um, that Todd Gurley been... is. That's kind of when Gurley started yes. to fall. That's what I was going to bring up. Was that. The thing that kind of came back and bit him yeah. was Gurley's injury. Yes. Oh, and let's talk about kickers. <laughs> not yet. So sick of kickers. I'm not ready to talk about kickers. With his you kicker yet. gets we him three to... points. Okay, <laughs> I've got a go I've got a very b- big beef with kickers, but his kicker gets oh, him man. all of three points, um, and he still beat me. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it just it, it's just the way it started to fall. Gurley started to fall apart. Yep. You know, no one exactly knew what was going on in that backfield, but Gurley just didn't have it. He he it was he was done. But Micah still somehow managed to beat me in the two because we do two week playoffs. Yep. He had two fifty three. I had two twenty. Um, my team just you know didn't perform at yep. the end, but I feel like I did okay. Um, on the other side of that token, you've got Rojas and you. Um, this is a little more lopsided. Ro- yeah. Rojas' team put up 248, and talk, you had talk about falling apart. a 197. Yeah, talk about falling it didn't, apart. It didn't end well for no, you. But then, but then the actual championship is 294 to 275. Uh, Rojas, Rojas it's, ends up taking that one. So it's a two. So to go a little deeper into that, yeah, there's it's a two week playoff championship, right? Weeks 15 and 16. So after week 15, though, I don't know if you can look this up. I remember Micah still being ahead a good bit. Like, it, it, he, it was like, oh, Rojas is going to have to make up 50, 60 points, 
plus straight out beat him the week in week 16. And we were all just thinking, so, go ahead and put Micah's name on the trophy. This was over. You're absolutely right. So at the end of week 15, Micah has 136 and Rojas has 85. Yeah, didn't break 100. That, that is what, 50 points? Yeah. A little bit over 50 points. Yeah. Also that week, guess how many points Micah's kicker scored? 22. <laughs> you don't want to hear my thoughts on kickers. Kaimi Fairbairn. Kaimi Fairbairn, kicker for the Houston Texans. Texans. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. He just it 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 was in, it was an amazing week. Um, Mahomes put up twenty. Gurley that week, ironically, puts yeah. up twenty nine so, points. But even to that even to that point, so he, he had how many one one thirty six to eighty five. So one thirty six was a low week for Micah. Yeah, that's right. You know that that's still that, pretty. His that average one, had to have been up in the one fifty sixty yeah, seventy something like that. At this point for these playoffs, yeah. it was up, I mean, he was averaging well over, through the season well over two hundred. Yeah. So for him to only throw up. One, what was it? Say that number again. One, 135. Yeah, 135. For him to only throw that up. But still for Ross, they have an equally bad week. Here's here's the worst part. Week 16, the last week of the championship, Micah still scores 139 points, yeah. which against almost anybody else in the league is, is plenty enough. You you've a, got 135. You've got 270-something. Yeah. It's plenty of points. The way our scoring works is if you're if you're in the 120s, 130s, you're probably, you're probably winning. Win. You're probably winning that week. But here's... Here's the week 16 that Rojas puts up. Andrew Luck, which, by the way, I dropped week three or four Not bitter. stupidly. Not bitter. Andrew Luck puts up 31 points. Saquon Barkley, 16 points. Damian Williams. Damian Williams puts up 21 points. Michael Thomas, 22 points. Antonio Brown drops 37 yep. and a half he went points. Nuts he went week. crazy. Zach Ertz. Yep. 29 points. Jamal Williams? Yeah. Who's playing Jamal Williams the week 16? Bi- especially with the end of the season that Aaron Jones Aaron had. Jones was blowing up at the end of the year. Who I had. 24 points, yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah. Defense, 13 points. Harrison Butker, Matthew's favorite player. Yeah. 13 points. So, Rojas finishes the last week of the championship with 209 points. And just blows and up everything Micah built. Yep. Ah. <sighs> Is it safe to say Micah was the Patriots against the uh, Giants that one year in the Super Bowl? Oh, just hand the ball off to just hand the ball. <laughs> off. I would like to point out that Micah's two losses were the championship game, yeah, and to me earlier that in the year. Good. So that's good for you. I took him down. So that's kind of our our league, our own league's recap for this year. But there was a lot of stuff that happened in the NFL uh, that we need to talk about. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about AB. We need to talk about Zeke. We need to talk about Melvin Gordon. We yeah. need to talk about OBJ getting traded. I mean, all those things that have happened that have shifted the landscape of lots NFL. of. I feel like there's lots of lots of trades going on, lots of drama going on. But that I feel like is pretty typical for the NFL. Right. But but major trades, major trades. Um, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, yep, leaves Pittsburgh, goes to the Raiders. I feel like all of Pittsburgh said. Bye. Thank you for your service. Please yeah. get out. Um, they're they're not exactly upset with Juju being yep. the amazing receiver He's he is. Um, OBJ. OBJ goes to Cleveland. Kind of a weird trade. I didn't expect that at all. I think it was similar to the Antonio Brown trade. It, the feeling behind it. Kind of like, like that that poison, that go. cancer in the yep. locker you room. get out of here. And he's now on a team with his boy, Jarvis Landry. Yep. Baker. Back with his teammate. Baker, also a pretty yeah. out there you know, attitude. I mean, yeah. I feel like we could have some 
pretty big meltdowns on the field between yeah, those I two. Think so too. Lots of lots of kicker nets getting be, thrown. They're gonna be good. So side side question here for you. Yeah, yeah, bring it on. I think you I think we all agree the the Chiefs, the Rams are gonna have great offenses again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. So you logic goes to do you want you want as many pieces from those offenses as you as you can get? So, but yeah, that's that's an, we agree on that. Sure. How close are the Browns? Do you think they haven't proved it yet? They haven't proved it yet. Oh, but Baker's how, had a Baker's had an interesting preseason. He hasn't had the greatest games. Sure. He's looked good and yeah. then he's looked bad. Yeah. Um, we I don't think OBJ's played yet no. this off season. Um, but if you can get. Jarvis Landry, yeah, David Njoku, yeah, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. If you can get a piece of that offense, are you, are back you in week them? nine or ten? Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah. you can get it back back into the draft, I mean, I think Jarvis Landry's going in the eighth, seventh, yeah. eighth somewhere is I kind think, of his ADP. I think you've right got now. a lot of potential out of that. Yeah. You've got um, so that it's just amazing how much one. Yeah, yeah. Freddie Kitchens yep. taking over yep. as head yep. coach. Yep. Freddie has has a place in my heart as a <laughs> former Alabama quarterback. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you've got a lot of really good things happening at yeah. Cleveland. I think the problem is we're going to have to see it. Yeah. I think we've said this about yeah. teams almost every year. It's like, a, oh, this is the team yeah. that looks like they're just going to – they're poised to take over, yeah. and then maybe they don't. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think you're looking – I think you're looking at Cleveland. I think you're looking at Pittsburgh as another offense that is, that is just – Prime to take a yeah. next step. I don't yeah. actually think AB leaving Pittsburgh is that big of a problem. Yeah. Yes, he's an incredible talent. Um, I think one of the main concerns a lot of people are like Juju's going to be just as great as AB. I would pause on that thought process. Yeah, me too. Um, I who, think he's going to have a good year. Who was it that came out? It was like a former Giants receiver, and he was talking about like, hey, when my when uh, my Victor number Cruz. when my number one guy left, yeah. it was not that easy yeah. for me to take over that role. Yep. So I think Juju's going to run into the same thing. He, not only he was lose, so amazing last year because right. he's got A.B. taking on the other side. twos on him all the time, and he's getting open because yep. of that. So I think you're going to see those double teams on Juju, right. and I would be hard-pressed to think you're not going to see a number two receiver come out of Pittsburgh that I nobody's mean, expecting right now. Is it James Washington? Is it <sighs> Washington is his last name, yeah, whoever it is. So. I forget his first name. But he's he looks like he's going to be the number two guy. Um in that offense, but he's again, he's hasn't proved himself yet. Maybe he has a yep. maybe he's a sleeper pick a little bit you know, later Samuel, in the draft. Yeah, you've got um, Vance McDonald, I feel like is gonna is, is, is primed for a good spot. You, um, the other tight end in Pittsburgh who, who uh, left, Jesse, uh, just, no, Jesse James, Jesse he James left, though, left. he's yeah. gone. So Vance has got the whole thing. So I, I think that Pittsburgh, James Conner, I think he's gonna yep. do a great job. I think you're looking at some of them as the top, yep. um, Offenses, but yeah. so it's just amazing how in the NFL landscape, one or two trades just shifts everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's changed just crazy. a lot. But some of these guys haven't left without any dramas. So let's let's talk through some. <laughs> let's talk through some of these things. So, well, let me get let me go get my helmet first. <laughs> I like the one you gave me, but yeah, the one I used a, to wear is mic? much better. Is that the, what you want? You this want? mic, although it protects me more, right. I don't like the way it yeah, sounds. Fair, that's fair, right? <laughs> According to Antonio Brown, that's fair. So, but. I do think he has – I think we're past it. As the AB owner in the room, that might be an op- optimistic so, take on that. So let's let's just talk logically. He's still – he has put in one more appeal, one final appeal 
to see if he can get it approved for one year. Which I'm I'm thinking the verdict comes out tomorrow or yes. it came out today. I can't. And remember. his his agent's been interviewed. He's already said, look, if they say no, he's gonna play. Right. So he's not worried about a missing time. He's right. not gonna he's not gonna pull a Zeke and right. just say, well, I'm not playing. Yeah. Um, AB's gonna play. Yeah. I think the only thing to worry about is the AB owner, which you're not technically the That's AB fair. owner if you're not keeping him, That's which we'll true. talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um. As the AB owner, I'm I'm a little concerned. Like I don't have as much faith in Derek Carr as yeah. I did with Big Ben. Big yeah. Ben averages like something like 600 yeah. passes a, a year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So Derek Carr, I just I worry about the offense as a whole. Right. Like Pittsburgh had, and they do this year, the number one offensive graded like graded right. the number one offensive line. So you had James Conner or Lev Bell right. running the ball. And that was a feared thing. So Ben yeah. could sit back there and throw to AB, who's also a feared thing. AB in, in Oakland, uh, I mean, know. like, I love Josh Jacobs as a Bama f- fan, but yeah. that is, I don't know how scary he's going to be. Marks. There's a lot, a lot of, of question marks, marks to know if AB is going to be what he is. I see him as a wide receiver one. I just don't see him yeah. as a top five. To be fair, I don't think am- Amari Cooper, who was with the Raiders, right. that got traded halfway through the season to Cowboys, um, did Derek Carr any favors that I think Antonio Brown will do? Does that make sense? Does that does that logic make sure. sense? So sure. I think I think Derek Carr's numbers benefit a little bit because I think Antonio Brown can go get a ball. I think he can jump okay, over yeah. a guy. You see what I'm saying? I do. I so do. there might be. I'm not talking catastrophic. Not enough to move him up or down on any kind of draft board, but I think. The potential's there. And yeah. again, if Josh Jacob kind of fleshes out a little bit, that's pretty good. Let's move on to Zeke. Um, oh, Zeke boy. Oh, Zeke. Let's, so why don't we? Um, I feel like we should roll Melvin and Zeke yeah, together because they're the, they're the main people that are on holdouts yeah. right now. The Cowboys pulled something only the Cowboys could do, and they released a statement saying, "Hey, at five thirty, we're going to have an announcement about a player signing a contract." A couple days ago, and who is it? It's Jalen Smith. It's Jalen. It's a it's a linebacker. 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 It's like, <laughs> nobody's paying attention to. We weren't worried yeah. about that guy. Hey, that's so. one way to get some attention, though. <laughs> But but Zeke's holding out, Melvin's holding yeah. out. If you look at like, for example, their like Instagram videos or tweets or wherever it came mm. from, Melvin's body language, his his yep. demeanor, that guy is not coming yeah. back nope. until he gets his contract. He's not. And the way Melvin's works, um, it's it's kind it's it's basically formatted the same as Zeke. Melvin has to play at least half the games yep. in the season for it to count as a year of eligibility right. so that he can be on move on to his contract. Right. Um, so so Melvin, I highly doubt yeah. that that guy plays until week nine because yeah. I don't think their bye is before week nine. Right. I think that would be their ninth week. There's some interesting things that could happen. Yeah. He's requesting a trade. Yeah. So which, if that happens first of the year, maybe the Chiefs make a move. Could you imagine I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't think, think that he so. goes to the Chiefs, but I mean, there's there's a lot of things that could shift with yeah. a Melvin Gordon trade to anybody, and we can talk yeah. draft strategy on him later. Sure. Um, but then even with Zeke, you feel confident he's going to sign before I, season? I feel way more confident in I Zeke signing, and I they've even I do too. They've even released statements yeah. of of Zeke more likely to sign before the year starts. Yeah. Um, I think so, whoever released it the other night was like things happen fast. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it almost seems like there's like 
hey, this is in the works. Right. You don't know yet, though. And, and Zeke has way less leverage. Zeke has almost no leverage. Yeah, he's like, just sitting he's out. He's two years from right. his next contract. And he's just Melvin. sitting out to try and make a point. Yep. And, and he's going to start getting fined, and he doesn't yep. have that type of money to just roll yep. with it and be like, okay. But, I mean, we saw Lev Bell do it last year. Yep. Lev Bell missed out on millions of yep. dollars, but he just wanted to prove a point. Yep, but I think the one thing that happened with the Steelers as opposed to the Cowboys last year, as you saw the Steelers offensive linemen, yep. um, players on the defense start tweeting saying yep. like, where, where is Zeke? Where is he? We yep. love James Connor. We're fine. Yep. Like it almost became this like, dude, we don't need you. Yeah. Go ahead and stay on. Where's Lev? And that was Lev. Yeah. yeah. But Zeke hasn't had those kind of things. There's yep. nobody coming out saying like Zeke's being selfish and stupid yep. on the, on the Cowboys team that I've yep. seen. So I'm yeah. I'm way he, more prone to think that Zeke will be here starting week one. I am too, and and he definitely still feels like he has his team's support, and they haven't you yeah. know just resolved himself to or reserved himself to thinking we're going to play the season without him, yeah. which is all encouraging. So for the Zeke owners out there, Micah, I, I would feel pretty good about where he's at and um and what's uh, what's going to happen with him. Melvin's a whole other story. Um, We'll just have to see. We'll have to yeah. see what happens with with all of that. So let's talk about keepers. Uh, just like you just said, the only thing we can really discuss right now, keepers in the draft coming up. Yeah. Um, so our league is a keeper league, and what that means is every year you get to choose two to three keepers. That's our specific league kind of rules um, that you get to keep every year. So if you have three players that you want to hang on to and move into next year, you can do that and you can draft them. There's different ways of doing that. Um, you can just say, if you get three keepers, those are your first three picks and yeah. boom, that's it. Uh, that was us last year. That's actually the way that we've always done it until yeah, uh, this year. I don't know if you suggested it or somebody suggested. We talked about it last year at the draft of would we like to make this transition and, to and we keep, basically to keep the players where at the draft position they were drafted the year before. Absolutely. That's that's what we had discussed. Um, and so our league voted on it, which we, again, highly recommend. League votes, don't be yeah, commissioner, dictator, that kind of thing. I don't think people have as much fun when the commissioner's just like, hey, we're yep. going to do this. And right. so our league voted on it, and we, it went through, and everybody's loving it right now. So, uh, for example, yes. um, and we can run through everybody's keepers. I'll run through mine real quick. Um, so I got the uh, – we can explain draft order here in a minute too, but I'm picking second uh, this year. Um, and so I have decided to keep Stefan Diggs, which I think was in the fifth. Um, do we have breaking news? We need a breaking news We need news a breaking button. news sound. I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, No, that's Andrew. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now on the show, Andrew Luck has informed the Colts he is retiring from the NFL. <gasps> There will be a press conference Sunday to make it official, but Luck is mentally worn down and is now checking out. Wow. wow. I mean, I know we've had like off-season worries of how is Luck's, is it shoulder? Or so his, his calf was the most recent. His shoulder was yeah. a couple years ago. Wow. Okay. As, as a guy who pretty much won Rojas's, yeah. Rojas the league last year, man. Who's their backup? <laughs> we're gonna look that up. We're that's look that where up right we are. Now. That's where we are in the NFL. So, I don't so actually this, I know. Mean, this goes into. Oh yeah. Well, let's let's. Jacoby Brissett. He's floor, is uh, the North Carolina. He's the assumed yeah, he's, quarterback to take over but, the so role. He was at, he was so, at um, 
He was at New England. For he a was while. in the Patri- He was at the Patriots. Yeah. I think last year. Maybe so. I think he moved this year. That could be an interesting. So, so he... we're looking at like the the backup job, which right. would be between Chad Kelly and Philip Walker. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, all right, wow. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I mean, like I, I know either. that he's battled through a little bit of that last year. One of the reasons I dropped Andrew Luck is because in the first three weeks he was terrible. Um, he was just underperforming. Yeah. He still looked like the injury was bugging him. So I was just like, man, I don't want to deal with this all year long. Man. So I dropped him. Um, man, uh, and our text, uh, our, our league, league text, our league text is blowing. Is blowing I'm gonna move my right phone now, yeah. off the table because it's it is blowing up currently. Um, yeah. So um, okay, so back I guess to, back, back, to keepers. <laughs> back to keepers. Sorry, yeah, if we can do that, crazy. man. That's huge news. Huge news. Yeah. Um, so keeper rules. So I'll just go back to my keepers. We can run through the rest of everybody. Yeah, yeah. So I'm keeping uh, uh, Stefan Diggs. I think in the fourth round. Fourth round. I've got Mark Ingram in the fifth, sixth, sixth round. round. And then I picked up Nick Chubb. Uh, actually, it was in a trade. I didn't draft him there. That's right. I traded, or no, I picked him up off waivers after Caleb drafted him in the twelfth th- yeah, round. Yeah, I forget you actually him, drafted and him. I picked him up off waivers. Yep played in the rest of the season and but he was drafted in the 12th but round. to bounce off that that's how our keepers yes. work like yes. so-and-so drafted him in the 12th round just because he gets right. dropped and picked up off waivers where he was you're drafted. still going to keep him based off when yep. he was drafted but let's so run through yours and then you can run through the we'll, list we'll run through the list i'm going to go in order of like our draft actual drafting order one through ten micah has the first pick micah's uh keepers are zeke elliott which bold choice in the first Todd Gurley in the second, still another bold choice because I'm a little worried about Todd's knee. And then Patrick Mahomes in the ninth round, which is something like I'm not totally like sure of, but yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going in like Which we have some draft strategy that would that prevents us from keeping quarterbacks. So Yeah, personally I yeah. like to take quarterbacks late. I think there's way too much talent. But Pat Mahomes is going in like the third round. Mm-hmm. So for him to keep him in the ninth it's great. And our great league value. one of the things we want to talk about our league yep. tends to draft quarterbacks yep. early. Lucas, pro tip for you. Yep. Um our our league tends to go a little quarterback hungry um earlier than i want them to but but that's just the way our league drafts that's another draft strategy is just to know how your people draft but um so Mahomes in the ninth perry we just went over yours david has mccaffrey in the third juju in the seventh kittle in the 14th all are ridiculous values because mccaffrey's going in round one juju's going in round one and kittle is in i think the fourth round like like it's ridiculous Aaron, Aaron's got three solid keepers. He's got Alvin Kamara in the first, Odell Beckham in the second, and then Travis Kelsey in the fourth. Kelsey primed to be the, uh, excuse me, the tight end one this year, in my opinion. So you just talked about two teams. Let's say this really quick. You just talked about two owners who have decided to keep their tight ends. That's right. Kittle in the what fourteenth? Kittle in the fourteenth, which is unreal. Which is great value because Kittle's going in the third round. Travis Kelsey's going in the second round. My, this is just me. Just you be you. I can't bring myself to take a tight end. You're telling me if you have Travis Travis Kittle? <laughs> that would be. I me. would love that player. <laughs> that tight end, baby. If you have George Kittle on your team and you can keep him in the 14th round, you're not keeping him? Instead of Nick Chubb, it's you have George Kittle. It's all subjective because it depends on who else is on my team. All I haven't right. looked at Aaron's team yet. You don't have Nick Chubb. You have you George have Kittle. No, you just have that's one year of George Kittle. Mm-hmm. It's one year. You're you're that's t- fair. It's a 14th, that's fair. It's, a 14th it's not pick. ridiculous. I understand that. It's, and I, I just who are you giving up to I, keep him? I look at David's team and I would personally keep other players over that, but it's a yeah. it's a ridiculous value and it's hard to pass it, is. it up. And I mean, 
I'm not in their shoes. Y'all yeah. do y'all. So myself, myself, I have Lev Bell in the first, Julio Jones in the second, technically, uh, David Johnson in the third round. Yep. Matthew's keeping uh, James Conner in the second. Uh, that's because of the ADP minus one, one rule. That's just a rule we do for people that have picked up players off of waivers. We say you have to keep them at their ADP, but because you, as a manager, said, I think that guy's going to be good, you get award, rewarded yep. with a minus one. So uh, Connor in the second, Tyreek Hill in the third. That worked out for Matthew. Yeah. Held on to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's got uh, Edelman in the 14th, which is... I, my personal opinion, that's the best keeper that's value. That's a pretty good steal right there. Yeah. Um, Josh Roden on a horse... We've got Keenan Allen, number two, Dalvin Cook, number three. There's a story behind that Josh can share. And Philip Lindsay in the sixth. He is one of the waiver wire darlings uh, for Josh. Caleb's keeping <laughs> Caleb. Caleb has DeAndre Hopkins and Devonta Adams. Dang. <laughs> He's possibly the number one and number two receiver yeah. in the NFL. Hopkins in the first, Adams in the second. And on Johnson, which I, we both have mixed reviews on. Yeah. Even Caleb is not totally certain what carry on is going to look like this year it's more the offense than the player but in the ninth round yeah you got you a running back who's probably going in the fourth and that's that's like a that. risk he can take because his other two keepers are what they are yeah absolutely um rounding it out with lucas who has saquon barkley in the third formerly david rojas formerly team. david rojas's team michael thomas in the fourth and aaron jones in the 14th who was yep it's a trade your baby that you yeah, like. We'll talk go. about some of those off offseason trades here in a moment. And then Ben. We'll talk about it in a minute. I don't know how I don't know if I'm I'm gonna struggle to read Ben's. I know you are. Ben has Adam Thielen in yep. the third, Tevin Coleman in the fourth. Yep. Ben is the only player in our league currently who's choosing to keep two instead of yep. three. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope, that's what's uh, it's, you know, Ben, you do you. I just would have kept different people. So speaking of off season trades and off season news, there were some in our league. I think this was the most um, I think this was the most uh, action our league has had. As far as trades. Yeah. It's just been one of those things. I don't know how to explain it. It's just everybody made some moves this offseason. Maybe we become more active. But big ones were between uh, Matthew and Micah, the Zeke for Tariq trade. There were a couple other players, I think, involved in that. But those were the two main ones there. Um, then me and David Rojas, before Lucas came on, I traded him Leonard Fournette um, and Aaron Jones. Uh, for Antonio Brown, which again for me at the time was a great move. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Leonard Fournette, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. Aaron Jones is a good value for Lucas now to keep him later in the draft. And then, uh, for sure. I'm very impressed with you because the other trade that happened that we're gonna we need to probably talk about. Yeah. Um, is you traded? You picked up Devonte Freeman, who I actually kept last year. Picked Thanks. him up off the waiver wire. You did. He was just sitting there. And he was just sitting there, and I kept. Well, I think him he was in injured, so it makes sense. Yeah, that people dropped and so him. So he's healthy now. He's coming back, but you traded Devonta Freeman, Adam Thielen, and Joe Mixon for Julio Jones. I did. Which for years, years, our league has been trying to get Julio from Ben and has been ben able to do it. Can would and never he, give up on Julio. Never, and we vetoed trades. I think we vetoed yours a couple <laughs> years ago. You vetoed one of mine. Not bitter about it. Um, <laughs> it's over. It's done with. But and you you did it. You finally did it. You gave them. I so I'm I'm looking at my team, and I know so that seems like a lot of people, but for me, I'm looking at my team, and I already have Lev Bell and David Johnson. That regardless of opinions, that's who I was planning on keeping. Lev in the first, David Johnson the second. I wasn't sure about my third keeper. I had Joe Mixon 
to keep in the fifth, possibly. That's one I was thinking about. But three running backs, I'd have to go receiver, receiver as my third and fourth round pick, probably. Um, I don't like to predict my own picks like that, but that's what I was looking at. I had yep. a feeling in the third, maybe. Yep. Um, so I'm sitting here thinking, I want an elite receiver. I'm going to go after Julio. Yep. I don't think Ben's going to take it. But yep. I threw everything yeah, but the kitchen sink at yep. Ben to say, I want Julio because I can keep David Johnson, Lev Bell, yep. and then Julio Jones yeah. in technically yeah. three rounds worth of picks, which are all possibly yep. round one picks. Yeah. It made perfect sense for me. I was getting rid of Thielen, which is a great player. Yeah. Um, but, but it was if kind I of a could, wash at that point. If I could upgrade to Julio, yeah. why would I not try yep. it? And Ben Ben went for it. The problem that I'm I'm seeing with Ben and, and it's Ben, you do you, brother. Like, what was it, two years ago? Ben finished fourth in the league. Like, yeah. who cares? Ben had a bad year last year. Like, we've all had bad wow. fantasy football years. But like Ben, I just don't understand why he didn't at least keep maybe Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Why he didn't keep Joe Mixon. Yeah. I'm I don't understand. So let's talk. Let's talk keeper value. Yeah, where they were. So Joe Mixon would have been a what? He would have been a fifth round fifth pick. Fifth round pick. Freeman yeah. would have been a first round. Freeman would have been a first. You probably don't. So keep him. I can understand, I understand why Ben that. wouldn't keep him in the first. Thielen's a third. Thielen's round, a third. third so, so he's so you keeping Thielen in three, fifth. and he's keeping uh, Coleman in yep. the fourth. In the fourth. So logic tells you, Ben, we love you. <laughs> I'm gonna preface this with that, but but. Outside looking in, not knowing what Ben's thinking or what his plans are, maybe he's got a grand scheme and he probably does. But you keep you keep, maybe logic at this point tells you you keep Thielen, Mixon, and Coleman. Yeah, that sounds like a really good three start your team and, and I, you still I, have your first two picks. I don't know where and you're at the turn, so you get your first you know, five players could be stellar. I don't know where where Ben's head is on this. I, I know that there have been like. Uh, one of the their center is it their center for for uh, Cincinnati that is injured and is mm-hmm. out. I'm pretty sure, or, or one of their guards. Some beat stuff from the Bengals that we're not seeing. That maybe Joe's Ben has weird. just said, you know what? I'm not confident in Joe Mixon. That's all it takes and, to not keep a guy, and that's totally fine. I guess I just I really want to know yeah. why Ben didn't do yeah. it. And even with Tevin Coleman, although he seems to be the he seems to be the guy, the, the guy in, 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 San Francisco. in San Francisco. But you're still looking at a Matt Breida. You're still looking at it when Jeremy McKinnon comes Raheem, back. Raheem Mostert. Uh, so McKinnon got put on the IR, I believe. Maybe again. I don't. Yeah. Or is that is the plan? That's I believe. The plan. I don't. Sure. I don't actually think McKinnon's so going to be even in that situation though. Yeah. You read some of their stuff, and it's like, well, Coleman's going to be a back pocket. He's going to get committed. Yeah. He's going to get you know timeshares. I'm, I'm nervous of that. I'm nervous of that as well. So I, in the ben, fourth, I'm not as nervous. I guess when he's got Coleman, yeah. that's. I mean. With the way we're drafting, right. a lot of talent is off the board. Sure. So for him to keep him in the fourth is not actually crazy, it's, even yeah. to have a committee back at that point. Take Joe Mixon out of this conversation. Sure. Keep Coleman. That's a great move. That is yeah. a great thing. I think that's a good call. But the fact of the matter is you can't. You can't yeah. take him out of this conversation. Yeah, that's... Because that was part of the trade. That was a meat part of that trade. Yeah. He doesn't make – Joe Mixon does not make it to the 10th pick. Yeah. I don't think he's getting there. No. And <laughs> – no, and we can talk draft stuff later. We may our next show is probably going to be all about the draft. Yeah, talking about that kind of stuff. Um, another kind of thing we probably need to discuss a little bit is uh, the risk Micah has with keeping a Zeke and a Gurley. Yeah, 
Uh, Gurley's ADP right now is still second round, I think, is what he's going. He's being projected as like the running back six, a running back two. And for a guy who finished what? Uh, let me see. Finished last year as the number one running back, I think, if I'm looking at Yeah, he last was year. the number one running back last year. Finishing running back one, number one overall running back, is now being projected as the running back 16. There's risk. Yeah, There's some high risk. Gurley's going early second round, yep. probably maybe late first in yep. some, some drafts. But, uh, but again, in Micah's situation, I, I think looking at his team, looking at his trades he made, couldn't foresee some of this stuff. He's got Zeke. You can't not take him. I you think, can't not keep him. And this is something I try to I try to talk myself out of. But I think one of the problems Mike is looking at, and we I mean we can discuss it. Right. Micah did try to pull kind of a last minute trade right. on Thursday yep. to figure out it's something different for his team. But Micah, whether he admits it or not, has probably got a little bit of recency bias of watching sure. Gurley be an absolute monster. Yep. Who wouldn't? He was ridiculous all year long. And so, I mean, that's how I felt about Lev Bell. I got ridiculed, ridiculed last year for keeping him. And it would, you know, it looks like he off. was going to play. Yeah, that's true. And it felt right. But Micah's situation is just a little bit different. Yeah. But with Gurley, he was just a monster. And it's hard not to think I can get that with him again this year. Yeah. Um, and with Zeke. Looking at all of Zeke's, Zeke's stats, we could go right. into it forever. But Zeke missing four games, possibly if this if that happened, he could he would still be projected to finish in the top ten. Yeah. Like Zeke's share of that offense and and his part in role yeah. in that offense is undeniable. He is the biggest aspect in that. And, offense. The, and the Cowboys will not commit him. No. He comes back. Jerry's he not need, doing that. He doesn't need preseason at this point. No. He, he, him and Dak have a I mean, great – he still, knows the offense. He's still, like, training in yep. wherever he's at in the yeah. island he's somewhere, keeping so I'm sure. In, yeah, keeping in shape <laughs> and all that stuff. So, yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, got a lot to talk about with the draft coming up probably on the next episode. The next Five one we days. will do. Yep. We're so close. We are so close to our draft. Uh-huh. Football is back. We're excited about it. Before we end, we got a book in the show here. The Nachos. Yeah, Andrew, what did you – what did you think? They've so gotten, I think we did ourselves a disservice. They've we'll gotten this quickly. They've gotten a little soggy. They got a little soggy. The integrity did not hold up. We did so just for everybody that's integrity. listening. You can't see. Uh, we we brought them back to a house to my house. Yes. Uh, got them to go. So yes. we did not eat them at Buffalo Wings. Um, so there's some fresh. It would have been a lot noisier. It would have been a lot noisier. Um, but uh, some chip integrity was there. I, I'm not going to discredit them. <laughs> Was uh was gone with that. I'm not going to discredit them too much because it is the to go order. Um, but I will say overall, yeah. it was a little disappointing. I was a little disappointed at it. In it, I know you are a much bigger nacho fanatic sure. than I. Um, I can resist the nachos, and I would order the burgers yeah. most of the times. Yeah. But there are times where I'm like, you know, I want some good nachos. Yeah. Um, and B Dubs typically they deliver. They they deliver Usually. good nachos to your table. Yeah. I do think the we did ourselves a disservice. We we probably spent about fifteen twenty minutes before we got home. Yeah, and it was just like, mm, yeah. these are not there though. Did not stay. Uh, a little bit of sog. Yep. At, taste wise, I think for the top of them, the sure. Of them, when we started, it was pretty good. The special guys in the middle. Yeah. They've seen better days. Yeah. So let's go scale of, scale of one to ten. Of the nachos. Of the nachos. <laughs> I was just. Wasn't yeah. sure what you wanted to rank. <laughs> no, just choose a number. <laughs> it's like my chair. My chair's about a seven. Um, 
Nachos one to ten. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little hard on this because we're gonna have some yeah. great nachos in in the future. I'm gonna say about a about a five. Yeah. Like they just they didn't bring it for me today. Yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go about six, five I or feel six. Like if your nachos can't hold yeah. up for about fifteen minutes, then come on now. Yep. Did you, you gotta, put water on them? You like, gotta do better. <laughs> you gotta do better. That was probably a combination of either too much cheese. Too much topping, probably some watery pico that got in there. Maybe a really kinda... sweaty chef. Yeah, ooh. Let's mm, not talk about that. But... Moist chips. That's all we've got for today's show. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening. We got one in the books. Yeah, I'm excited. We got one we'll... in the books. Big news breaking. Mid-show. Mid-show. Pretty special. That's a great first show yep. right there. So, so anyways, thank you guys for listening. We will be back hopefully in about a week after yeah. our draft. That's what you guys can look forward to next time. But until then... Have a great week. See ya.